Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here we go. Good morning. Good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Boston Scientific, streaming live on YouTube and Facebook, and of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Skill. Boom! Yes, indeed. Thursday. This week's going by fast, man. Hey, today, picking up this hindsight series, man. We're going to evaluate the tight end group from 2022. Look at the future, which I think is bright. Talk about a potential person that might not return. All right. Also in the roundup, another Cowboys wide receiver speaks up. But this time it's different. It's about his role on the team and hopefully getting some more touches moving forward. So we'll take a look at that. And the Cowboys added another assistant on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think they're going to add too many assistants defensively. They got all their guys over there, but they're continuing to add their assistants on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, we'll just dive into a little bit of who they hired and his, his background a bit. But uh, welcome in, Cowboys Nation. Welcome in, Bomb Squad. How y'all doing? Bomb Squad! Brumley. <laughs> Killing me with the Brumley. Uh, please escort Dalton off the estate. Hold tight. We'll talk about, uh, almost called him Andy Dog. We'll talk about Dalton Schultz uh, a little bit later on in the show. Actually, it won't be too, too far later on in the show because this won't be a particularly long show. However, I see in the chat already, I'm seeing names get brought up from the, for the draft. I'm seeing some high-profile names be brought up in the draft. I don't know. I don't know that Dallas needs to do that. But if you, if you are for taking a, a tight end or you want to give your reasonings to Please call into the show. Let me know. 351-999-3787. I personally think this tight end group is in really good hands. And we'll talk about those reasons as why. And I want to hear your reasons uh, as to what excites you about this group moving forward. All right. Let's jump straight into it. Get to the meat and potatoes after this roundup and talk to you guys on the Pulse of the Nation hotline. Here we go. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey, yo. One Cowboys receiver is looking for a bigger role in a small body. It's Kevontae Turpin, man. He has spoken to the media. And I'll read this long quote here because it's interesting. He says, quote, we had a talk during my exit meeting, basically saying like they already know what I did with special teams this year and all that. 
but they're going to try and get me on the offense and try to make guys respect me more on both sides of the ball. I love to hear it. I'm going into this training camp. I'm basically trying to show them that they have no choice but to use me on the offense. That's my mindset. I'm a playmaker with the ball in my hand, and I can scare guys without the ball. Just on the same field together, me and CeeDee Lamb, I just feel like that's my biggest thing going on. Just showing them that they got to have me on the field. End quote. Basically, he's saying they effed up last year and not put me out there. Now, we can get on him for, you know, fumbling and special teams and, and, and whatnot. But I think we all agree, all agree that it was malpractice. It was wrong for them not to utilize Kevontae Turpin on offense a little bit more. No one's saying uh, Kevontae Turpin had to get 10 touches a game. No one's saying he had to get 10 touches in two weeks, but he needed to be out there because he brought an aspect to the team that the Cowboys, one, lacked for years, and, and two, didn't utilize all season. I could have put fear into opponents. Kevontae Turpin, just take a guess, if, unless you already know. If you know, you know. But just take a guess how many offensive snaps Kevontae Turpin had on this, on this season. Just take a guess. I'm tired of it too, Toxic. Now, hopefully, you know, the guy that wasn't using him, he's he's out the picture now. Maybe McCarthy and uh, Schottenheimer will use him. Well, no, it's not that low. It, it, it's not that low. Uh, not touches, y'all. Not touches, snaps. Like, just literally going out there, lining up, and, and that's that counts as a snap. Damn, y'all. <laughs> Y'all think it ain't that bad. I'm seeing 15, 4. No, no, no. He got 62 offensive snaps, y'all. 62, which is abysmal. Let's just be honest. That sounds like a lot given the numbers y'all dropping in here, but it's not. Not when you you have, you know, over a thousand snaps or what have you. He got 62. He had a season high eight snaps in week three, and he never saw more than six the rest of the season. Now, how many touches do you think he had? Cause that looked like touches y'all y'all were dropping there. How many touches do you think Kevontae Turpin had? And let's just say it ain't nowhere near 62, obviously, right? But it's nowhere near that. Kevontae Turpin had four touches all year. Four. There are people who say, oh, well, he's too little or he's... He, he's not a real receiver. He's just, he's that. Okay. All right. I've been bringing up this dude for the last, ever since the Cowboys signed Kevontae Turpin. I could never remember his name. I always remembered his number. Number 11 for the Saints, Deontay Hardy. Five foot six, probably about a buck 65 soaking wet, dynamo wide receiver. I always brought him up because he was very similar to Kevontae Turpin. Small dude, fast, quick, electric. And every time I would watch the Saints, I'd see Sean Payton find ways getting him the ball. And Sean Payton's final two seasons with the with Deontay Hardy, he had over 50, he had 56 receptions, over 700 yards, and four touchdowns. 56 receptions, 700 yards for a five foot six, 160 pounds or so wide receiver who 
is the guy that I've comped Kevontae Turpin to in the National Football League. I get there's bigger names like the Tavon Lawsons of the world and, and whatnot, but I was looking for a guy that, that almost fits that to the T. A guy that's not asking to put the ball in his hands 85 times in the season. He had 26 receptions one year, I think uh, 34 the next or something like that. So he's not touching it 80. He's not taking the ball away from your top guy's hands, but he's an electric player. I'm hoping that the Cowboys work towards that more. I'm hoping that Turpin next season has a defined role where he could see at the very least 20 touches in the season, man. I'm not asking for them to do anything out of the ordinary, but what is the point of having a guy with this type of explosiveness if you're not going to use him? And I can tell you probably why, because you got a, you had a coordinator who, again, just had a bunch of plays. He didn't know how to create consistently defined, consistent defined roles for guys like this. It was, hey, man, we need dudes that can go out here, run linear routes. Everything stems off of that. We don't do a bunch of overs. We don't do a bunch of isolations. And if you're going to do a lot of, you know, comebacks and contested catches, Turpin's not your guy. Turpin's not your guy. And whenever they did have a creative play, which you don't even have to get super creative, a simple jet sweep, a simple fake jet sweep wheel route. You know, these things aren't complicated. Hopefully, McCarthy can, can find a way to use them. And if they do find something that works, hopefully they go back to the well. Again, this is a copycat league. Uh, we just watched the Super Bowl where the Chiefs, Andy Reid, one of the greatest offensive minds of all time, quite literally took a play from the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Detroit Lions that worked against the Eagles, used those plays, created two touchdowns and a first down on third down with those plays. And the reason why I bring that up about copying plays is because there's a guy named Agnew for the Jaguars that they use in a very similar role as Kevontae Turpin. Well, we want Kevontae Turpin to be used. He wasn't used that way. So we'll see if the new guys can get that going. What's going on here? Oh, here we go. The Cowboys continue to add to their offensive coaching hires by signing Ramon, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, Chin Young. I'm just going to say Chin Young, who was with the Denver Broncos last year. But if you're in Texas, maybe you've heard of this guy before. He was a Texas high school coach for over a decade, or about a decade, I should say, about a decade. Uh, then he got hired by the Broncos as a offense quality control coach. And when I tried to find some information on him and, and ran into and ran into some insiders down there in Denver, sounds like they have nothing but good things to say uh, about Coach Ramon here. So he'll get a chance to work side by side with one of the more respected offensive line coaches in Mike Solari, and you know likely try to build up his resume. Uh, I'm hearing he's a guy that is looked at as one of the young up and coming dudes in, in this league that could potentially be an offensive line coach himself. Uh, at some point, but right now he's going through the works, right? Like coaches should do. They they should go through the works, not get handed major roles right out of the gate. But he's going through the works and, and, and building his resume to become an offensive line coach at some point in time in his career. So um, can't wait to hear him speak and, and, and possibly get a chance to talk to him uh, down at training camp. 
But um, it's very likely that Coach Ramon will get a chance to work with not only Mike Solari, but these tight ends. Not only these tight ends, but Coach Lunda Wells, who I want to give a, a major shout out to here in a second. But what's good, Bomb Squad? Those that are just coming in here, we briefly talked about Kevante Turpin bringing up that he wants a bigger role and, and, and the coaches told him they expected for him to have a bigger role moving forward. If that is the case, right? You know what that means, right? They basically saying, hey, he gone. I got you. He gone. I got you. And then the new offense assistant has been hired. I agree with you. Uh, Al Kareem Turner says, I love our tight ends. I absolutely love this group. And as I said at the top of the show, I think it's one of the more, well, I didn't say it, but I'm saying it now. I think it's one of the more promising groups post Jason Witt. Well, Sky, he retired four years ago. Or he left the Cowboys four years ago. It's not that long. Sure. And I know we've had Schultz and we've had Jarwin, but 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 Schultz is what he is, and Jarwin could not stay healthy. And I was a big Jarwin fan, but he could not stay on the field. This group different though, man. And I got to give a lot of a, a lot of credit and, and, a, and a big shout out to Lunda Wells, who not only has helped develop Dalton Schultz, by the way, who who had a career year last year, but has shown that he can take a guy like a Peyton Hendershot. And say, hey, brother, we're going to need you to be a better blocker. We're going to need you to do more inline things and and help him develop in that way. Now, he's not a finished product and he wasn't perfect. And we'll get to Peyton in the shot here in a second. Uh, but but he helped elevate him. A guy like Sean McEwen, he continues to get better. Obviously, Jake Ferguson, like this group is just a really solid group. And I think Lunda uh, Wells deserves some credit. And then if you go look when he was with uh, New York, he did some developmental things, too. So. I'm pretty high on, on Coach Wells, and I'm excited to see him help mold the young guys moving forward that I think are going to be the core of this team at tight end. So let's talk about those tight ends. And I want to start off with Sean McEwen. He, he's a, I don't even know if I want to use the term pet catamount, but I've always liked Sean McEwen since his rookie season. I thought he showed some promise um, in preseason as a pass catcher when he came out as a blocker for the most part. Then he got hurt. And I'm like, okay, year two, let's see what happens. And same thing happened. Showed promise in training camp, promise in preseason, got hurt. And here we are. Uh, Sean McEwen had his best year of his career. And I know it's not a lot in regards to statistics, but if you look at how he was used, he had a defined role, right? They used Sean McEwen uh, as a special teams guy and as a blocker who did some inline things and backfield things. He lined up in the backfield more than any tight end on the team. I believe it was close to about 40 snaps in the backfield. And and uh, Professor Oak can attest to this. We absolutely hate the Hawk package. We kept saying we, we replaced that with the tight end because you can – do different things with that. Obviously, the tight end is quicker to get to the hole. Um, he's used to banging with some of these defensive ends and linebackers as well. Plus, you can fake it and get him out on a route. Although, in the biggest game of the season, your offense coordinator sent two offensive linemen out for a route. But, hey, you know, he's a genius. Uh, 
McEwen did a fantastic job, I think, as the de facto fullback. He has another year left on his contract, and obviously he'll be brought back, and I think he'll be a part of the core 13 personnel moving forward, uh, which is another reason why I don't know that you particularly need to to grab a tight end in, in on day one or two. Uh, I probably wouldn't touch one until day three to just, just to add to the room and create more competition, but I think you're in good hands here moving forward, and you got your top two guys, which we'll get to who I think will be tight end two next year. Peyton had a shot. Peyton Hendershot was a, listen, this is one of those Lundewell specials because not just the receiving things, by the way, you're going to look at some of these receiving numbers for these tight ends and they're not going to be great because they didn't utilize them enough in the passing game. But Peyton Hendershot, what, what I liked the most because when this, I remember back when Professor O told me, to look at Peyton, I was like, man, he's a, he's a receiving guy, hell of a receiving guy. And we were talking about, uh, who was the other blocker do sprinkle? I'm like, man, I take Peyton Hendershot over some goddamn sprinkle. <laughs> Let's see what we can do. My worry was, well, can he develop as a, a run blocker? Can he develop as a blocker in general? Can he develop in doing some of the dirty things? He developed in doing that. He absolutely developed in doing that. Um, now he had some some big drops, and obviously one in Tennessee went right into the defender's hands for interception. But he also did way more good things, I think, this year. And he had some penalty issues too. I think he had about four or five penalties. But he did so much more on film and so much more positive things to build on that should have you excited. He, he's one of those uh, get-up-field tight ends. He's also a yak guy. He can stretch the field. Um, hopefully his hands get a little bit better. But you could put him in the backfield. I mean, if you look at one of the plays that he ran, this play right here, it was a it was a now this was a cool play. We never came back to it. Typical Kelly. But a reverse to a tight end, you don't see that often. Another play, the wheel route that we were begging to see more often. Put your guys in positions against mismatches. You got a mismatch on a on the tight end that can get upfield. Didn't see it again. That was the last time we saw it. He can do these things for you. And then this was a play that we broke down, uh, which was the another wheel route, but it was from a motion in the backfield. He can do these things for you. I like Peyton Hendershot a lot. Uh, I think moving forward, you have a, a, a dynamic one-two punch. And I think we need to lean on that at times. Maybe not throughout the entire game, but for, for, for sure at times. And here's another cool thing. He lined up in the slot 40, 46% of the time, which was most by Cowboys tight ends. No tight end lined up even close to that this season. Now, Schultz did so in previous seasons. He lined up, I think, a career-high 50% a couple seasons ago. But Peyton Hendershot showed you, okay, I can do a little bit of a backfield things. I can spread out wide. I can do some slot things. I don't, I'm not really an inline guy, but I'm a tight end, so I got to do inline things as well. He's a move-around tight end. And I think next year they should look into doing that. Um kind of reminds me of, of the athletic Richard Rodgers when he was with the Packers. And I'm trying to bring up guys that were with the Packers at the time. Not quite the Jermichael Finley, right? The, the big physical uh, athletic freaks or the, the Grahams or the, the Bennett's of the world. But Rodgers was sneaky. He was a sneaky athletic guy that when they threw him to rock, he was productive. I think Peyton Hendershot could be this team's Richard Rodgers um, when you have that other tight end that we'll get to here in a second. So 
Pay head a shot, man. Uh, if you want to give it a letter grade, man, I'll give him a a B, B minus for the season. Uh, at the very worst, a C plus because of the couple drops and penalties. If you want to ding him for those, but I'm I'm so excited for the development of of him in the blocking game because you're going to need those tight ends to block, and he fought. And that's all I can ask for. He was a fighter, and he looked much better as a pro than he did as a. Uh, collegiate athlete which he was more of a guy that they wanted to get involved in the red zone and get involved in the passing game so shout out to Lundwell, shout out to Peyton shot I give him a B minus on the season uh, a lot to look forward to with, with uh, Peyton my bad y'all we ain't talking about no cornerbacks alright let's get to the phones real quick see what y'all got to say about one Peyton Hendershot Reek what's goody What's up with you, man? Good morning, uh, everybody. Um, yeah, uh, I think you know me, man. Uh, I really believe that. I really believe that uh, our coach is gonna get it together, fire some of these players in their roles, and I think a person like Kevontae Turpin is definitely gonna get a bigger role because. Hey man, you gotta give a guy a bigger role that got hit on that last play like that. He showed us he can catch <laughs> the ball in traffic under duress and take a big shot, and he took a big shot and he held on to that rock. That showed me something. Hey Reek, so you telling me? Huh? So we gotta reward him, bro? Like we gotta reward him? Since reward he took, him I got man. you. I got you. Uh huh. Because he was under somebody that couldn't use the uh, wide receiver. Um skills that we have on this team properly, man, and he's gone. So you know a person like Mike is just chomping at the bit to uh, use, use some of these dudes, man. So, oh, don't mind me, man. I'm in the car, man. Uh, but, yeah, but yeah, man, um, a person like Turpin, he deserves a chance. And I think Mike is going to give him a chance. Hey, man, I don't know. What's that, uh, that, that wide receiver out of uh, Boston College? His name is Zay something. Is that the Flowers kid? Yeah, man. If we can get our hands on somebody like that, Jack Prescott <laughs> is going to have a ball with that boy. Could you imagine uh, defenses have to deal with him, Turpin, and Lamb? Man, somebody's going to be open all the time. But he got that. To me, I like the way that boy Flowers play, man, me, because he reminds me of an Antonio Brown. Yeah, I'm, I'm, he I'm, reminds me of a baby Antonio, man. I'm a big fan of Flowers. Uh Draft people, what is what is the well y'all projection? I, I we'll look at some of the, uh, the 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 experts. What are y'all projections on on Zay Flowers from a round standpoint? Go ahead. Yeah, man, because I I, I want to do a little bit of what Philly did with uh with uh Brown and uh Smith, but just have a better version of that. You know what I mean? So that that's that's my thing, man. But I already got too much to say this morning, man. Do your thing. I I listen, man. Appreciate Peace. you, Doc. It's said, hey, man. Turpin got got rung, so he got yeah. I agree, with Professor. O. It was just like a regular hit. He just little. He just little. But 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 again, what not a <laughs> hold on. This is exactly why you couldn't use Turpin the way in Kellen Moore's offense. It was a comeback route. What do you think is going to happen when the dude is, is smaller than me runs a goddamn comeback route against a physical defense like that go watch 
And I'm really not trying to take anything away from Jalen Hurts. He had a top five season this year. Talking about a top five quarterback moving forward is a whole different discussion. But go watch how how Brown, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's route tree was about as basic as I've ever seen in my life this season. He ran nines, he ran overs, and he ran drags. But they had a wrinkle in their drags, unless it was just him being a very savvy receiver. They were running on a drag. And because these corners or these linebackers ever got matched up on, was so worried about him getting over on them, either they would purposely throw it for him to stop back shoulder, depending on obviously the, the, the coverage, and A.J. would almost instantaneously just pivot the opposite direction and get so much yak. That's how you would have to use Turpin, nine over drag. You don't got to make it complicated. And he, he got so much yak off of those type of routes or off of that drag type of route. But Brown can handle the comebacks and the hits. He, that, that's not Turpin. Turpin. Turpin is not a guy you want to run into uh, digs, into a, a safety firing down on him or run into a, a stop route in the middle of the field like that or comeback route where he's the second, third, you know, read, and now he has to get hit. That's not what you want to do. Screens is another another one, DMV, absolutely. It's another one. So, yeah, just go pop on the tape of how uh, Hardy was used in New Orleans, and I think Turpin could be utilized in the same way, without a shadow of a doubt. Mr. Danny Macho Man, Randy Savage, what up? How are y'all? Good morning, Sky. Good morning. Uh, I, I think Turpin is a, has little man syndrome because he looks like he he looks to run into contact when he's because he's always like one step away from breaking it. It looks like he oh yeah, the returns. Yeah, he could yeah, be a bit of annoying from on the, in a return game because it's annoying. It's like is his vision a little like I question his vision. Because I feel like he could have returned at least two or three touchdowns this year. Uh, yeah. I feel like he has lack of vision, to be honest with you. So we're talking tight ends. We're talking tight ends today. Indeed. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you gonna give you two day three guys, then I'm gonna give you a free agent that someone's gonna take a chance on. My two day three guys, and let me tell you something, just my my opinion, tight end and running back are probably the two most deepest positions in this draft. So, day three, we're going to start off with Will Mallory, tight end, the U. For people that don't know, that's Miami. This kid has played with about five different quarterbacks throughout his career there. He will get drafted on day three. My second guy, Josh Wiley, Cincy. Now, his 2022 tape is not that great, because his entire team, and plus his quarterback, Desmond Ritter, left last year. If you throw on his 2021 What's tape, his name? I'm sorry. Be like Josh Wiley, Cincinnati. Watch his 2021 tape with Desmond Ritter. If you look at his 2021 tape, you'll say this kid's a third rounder. You look at his 22 tape, 2022 tape, where his entire team left, he was just going through the motions, and he's going to be a third-round pick. Now I'm going to give you another guy who won't get drafted, will be a free agent, undrafted free agent, Zach Koontz from Old Dominion. Mm. He originally committed to Penn State, didn't work out. 
He's 6'8". He needs some NFL peanut butter, but he can go up there and get it. I don't know what issues he had at Penn State, but just on this kid's size, someone's going to take a chance. And I let Schultz go and spend the money somewhere else. We'll get to that point in which that's hey, pre- appreciate those mind. names. I'm going to check those guys out, um, and, and I appreciate you bringing up the, the day three point. You got it, Scott. Yep, what's up, Danny? Yep. Um, the reason why I'm, I'm all about day three is because I just flat out believe in Jake Ferguson as your guy. Like, Jake Ferguson, listen, call it bias, call it whatever the hell you want. Uh, you know, after that, I think it was sometime in the middle of the season, not jokingly, but I ain't joking. I said he has Kelsey type potential, but obviously he would need Kelsey type of targets in order to ever be in close to, to that production. But when I just watched them play as professionals, I just saw baby uh, Kelsey. I mean, just flat out. I did again. The, the numbers will not be, Great, because they didn't utilize this guy a lot. 19 receptions, 174 yards, two tutties. But look, look at this. Look at this. Both Jake Ferguson and Hendershot averaged over nine yards per reception. 71% of his yards were after the catch. It's bonkers. 71%. Jake Ferguson... And when we did the Bucks game, you saw his his IQ. You saw him develop. Uh, the more and more he played, I, I just I'm just so high on this kid moving forward that I think he has the potential to to elevate into one of those Mark Andrews types. Now I know I talk about Kelsey, but I mean when I say Mark Andrews, I mean look, it's Kelsey, it was Kittle. At one point, it was Ertz, but people kind of forgot. Hey, you know, Mark Andrews, top five tight end. He just kind of went by the wayside unless you play fantasy football. I think if Ferguson is tight in one, and he's a guy that that is 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 a is the featured tight end. When I say featured, I mean he's going to be a part of this offense, especially in West Coast. Jake Ferguson can put up quality production, and not just quality production, but be an issue for teams, be a be a be a problem to where and we got to worry about him not just you know catching the ball and getting a three yards in a cloud of dust, but he might take off on you. And he's unsuspecting. Like, he he has unsuspecting agility. He can make you miss. He's got soft hands. I mean, he's got the total package, in my opinion, at tight end. And it's funny because coming out, he kind of fit that mold, right, of, oh, well, there's the old cowboy style of tight ends, right? The blockers out of Big Ten that you hope develop as receivers. No, sir. No, sir. Jake Ferguson is is athletic as hell. Jake Ferguson can do things after the catch. He can go up and get the rock. He's a fighter in line as a blocker. I said this in preseason. You know, his, his, his tight end, I'm sorry, his linebacker background often shows as a blocker. He's not a complete blocker. He's not, you know, he's still likely going to have to work there, putting on that offseason peanut butter. But he's kind of the opposite of, Peyton Hendershot in regards to where they line up, which is why I think they fit so perfect. Peyton Hendershot lined up 46% in the slot. Jake Ferguson lined up 74% as an inline guy. So he's kind of your traditional type of tight end in regards of usage. 
But I like that because he can get up the seams quicker from that spot. He can look like I'm going to block this play. And like, like you see here on these play actions, he can do he can do so many different things. I don't mind a tight end being utilized in line. But use the damn dude when he's as good as a guy like this. Hey, look, Schultz was 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 good this season. Schultz, when that got back, was was fine. I have a problem with him. But they should have used Jake Ferguson more. They absolutely should have used Jake Ferguson more. This kid's got a lot of potential. And and I I personally think he can be better than Schultz sooner than later. Sooner than later. Uh, what Schultz had, though, was the chemistry with the quarterback. He understood off uh, defenses because he played in the league for five years. So that's going to happen. But I watched Jake Ferguson develop uh, the more and more he played. I don't think it's going to take long from this kid. Mike McCarthy likes him. He's a hard worker. He has a great uh, chemistry, great relationship with Hendershot. They call him Fergushot. I'm excited. I'm excited for what these two cats can do together uh, on this team. What are y'all feelings on J- oh, oh, grades? We're going to do great. A, that's A. It's A for me. I understand he didn't have a lot of numbers, but at the very least, he's an A player. I know that for, for sure. He's an A player. He might not have A production because he didn't get the opportunities to, but he is 100% an A player. And at the beginning of the season, um, when Schultz went down for was two or three games and also Dak went down, we did a lot of film study on, I think it was the Cincinnati game, a little bit of the ramp. I think it was like three games. There were opportunities. Another one was, I believe, the Giants game. There were opportunities for, for Jake Ferguson to put up even bigger numbers in those games, but... Uh, the tight end really wasn't a go-to factor for uh, Cooper Rush. That wasn't his thing. But but I think a full offseason of Jake working in the backyard as a tight end one? Come on, let's go. A for me. I believe this is We Don't Wipe Them 304s. Am I correct? Absolutely. What's good, Chris? Hey, hey, man, it is good to talk to you this morning. I, I, I turned into you yesterday with Marquise. Somebody was saying that Tua was better than Dak. I, I couldn't, bro. I that couldn't. who? I couldn't. Somebody said uh, there were these guys actually making a point, trying to make a point that Tua is better than Dak. I, I, I lost it. Was not one of my most proudest moments. Hey. Oh, I, you, I, oh I damn. My, you had a, you had a, this mother, an ain't copper moment. Yeah, oh, yeah, man, I, I, I had a, this, this motherfucker, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> I had this after a copper, a platinum, a steel, a whatever, I don't even know what it is, yo, don't blame I, bro, I lost my mind, man, I lost my mind when they said that, and they made an actual point, too, they, they thought they were making points, um, so, uh, when it comes to the wide receiver room, you know how, uh, Botch talks about, um, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs having that wide receiver two all-star team, and that's like their substitute for a wide, uh, a wide receiver number one. Yeah. Do you think it'd be a good idea to get a bunch of wide receiver threes and kind of use that same strategy to be like the wide receiver two on this team instead of going and getting a guy like a Jerry Judy or a DJ Moore to be your number two wide receiver? 
Uh, that I mean, I, I get that because you already have a CD Lamb, right? I don't think the Cowboys are in a desperate need to 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 get a DJ more if they can kind of replicate what the Chiefs did, where they just surrounded their their guy with some veteran dudes who have been proven and healthy and are you know going to play type of guys because you have a wide receiver one. Um, so you're saying get a bunch of wide receiver threes. I don't know if I go that 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 low. I I say go get me go get me dudes that can be playmakers. That's what I want. If if they're considered th- a three, whatever. But go get me a guy or two guys, Oppo of CD Lamb that can make plays when you put the balls in their hand. Flat out. A hundred percent. Noah yeah, Brown I, and I Michael have... Gallup weren't those guys to me. Are they are not those guys oh. to me? Oh hell no! Absolutely, I agree. Um, I was I asked Box about it yesterday on that. I sent him the super chat. I was talking about John John Michael Schmitz. Man, like he's such a good player, man. Like even if we go a line in the first round, um, if he's there, I you know I would have to see it. If if I were in the draft room, and obviously I'm not because you know I'm not. But it if he's there, I and they drafted him, I I would be ecstatic. I'd be jumping up and down. I. If he's there at twenty, at twenty six, which he definitely will be, if they drafted him there, I would be excited. Like to me, he's Landon Dickerson, and I think Landon Dickerson's one of the best young offensive linemen in football right now. Um, that's how good I think he is. And I, I know there's other positions on the field that need you know attention, but man, he's such a good player, dude. I, I might have a take for y'all. I'm I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to to really throw it out there. I might, I might talk about it later on Vacha's show since we're talking draft, but uh, I listen, I think offensive line is 100% something that the Cowboys should look at early in the draft, but man, I'm looking at some of these other positions and I'm just like, man, we, I think we might need that. I, I'll hold off on the take till later. So tune into to, to about three Oh six and I'll, I'll just tell Vacha my take and see if, if y'all hate it. But look, I like John Jacob, Jingerheimer Smith. I really do. Um, I think he has the potential to take over for Biotis if they want to put him at center. It can be very, like the Landon Dickinson thing. They drafted Dickinson to take over for Kelsey, ended up being a Pro Bowl guard, likely will move to center. Uh, I think it could be very similar to that if they take him. But uh, I think the caller yesterday on that show brought up double dipping at offensive line in round one and two, and I just thought that was a, that's a bit much. But if he's there at 56 or wherever we pick and we take a different position in round one, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And one last question before I go. Um, it, I'm cautiously optimistic about Mike McCarthy calling plays next year, and the, and the only reason why I'm cautiously optimistic compared to just being optimistic is that, like, when this offense went stale uh, over the last two years, you know, like, he's an offensive head coach. Like, is it crazy for me to think uh, to be a little worried about the fact that, like, we weren't making adjustments and this is supposed to be his – his, you know, bread and butter offense. So I want to be fair because I felt like we were adjusting in the first half of the season. Uh, I felt like we saw some adjustments, particular halftime adjustments. Obviously, they had to adjust when Dak went down. I felt like there was adjustments. Um, the issue with me wasn't necessarily the the adjustments, more so the, I don't even know if it's stubbornness with, with, with Kellen, but like, again, we talk about it all the time. Like you have a bag of things that work, and for whatever reason, you you don't. It's like from week to week, you switch it up completely, and I just don't understand why, right? Uh, and, and I don't know if McCarthy was 
how much how much let me ask you this what percentage would you put the offense of everything on McCarthy because I don't know that he had a whole I feel like it's it's less than 20 percent I feel like he just sat back yeah. and said listen this is your baby you handle it I'll give you some advice we're going to try to install a little bit of some some west coast things but I don't know that he really was his hands were on this offense I don't yeah, I would say I would say at least ten percent, just because he is an offensive-minded head coach. But I mean, from like a, a coaches and coordinator standpoint, I would give a majority of that to Cowan. Yeah, I agree. Ten percent seems fair because when you got a, a a coach like McCarthy coming out multiple times in press conferences and saying, "This ain't what I do. I would do X, Y, Z. I don't like X, Y, Z. This is what we used to do. This is how it's like. All right, dog, this ain't. Then you ain't doing nothing here." And he probably was like, yep, you're right. I ain't doing nothing because your owner don't want me to do anything. He wants boy genius to run everything, so I'm letting him run everything. Now, though, he's the guy. So so now there is no middleman. It's McCarthy or die. And that's what I'm excited about. Like, once they get into these interviews, it's going to be, you know, Mike McCarthy's answering the questions about, you know, his decisions instead of somebody else's decisions. Right. That's an excellent point. That's excellent, yeah. So, well, all right, Sky. Always a pleasure talking to you, my guy. Appreciate you, Chris. Aaron said, McCarthy showed that when he slammed his headset down versus Green Bay, it's like watching your house burn in flames, not being able to do a damn thing. Did somebody ask him about that? Because now that that old boy in here, I'm like, hey, were you upset with the call? What were you upset with? Were you upset with the non-call on the third down pass interference? Which was the pass interference? What were you upset with? Professor O, ooh, just hold tight. Because listen, man, I I, I think I got to take that. Fans ain't going to like me. Um, All right, look, let's get to the last player and it's funny that I that he's last and one Dalton Schultz it's probably gonna be the quickest one here listen salute Dalton Schultz you had another good year I have no issues with you as a player I think you're a solid tight end I think you will go on to be a solid tight end for another team uh I don't think he did anything this year to alter my opinion on him from the end of 2021. Nothing good, nothing bad. Like it's not worse. It's quite literally the exact same. Finished the season with 577 yards, 10 yards per reception, five touchdowns on the season. Mind you, he only played in 15 games. Uh, but he was what we thought the second leading receiver, and he was. He was going to be the second leading receiver. Uh it's crazy to me. Look at this. CeeDee Lamb, 1,300 yards. The next leading wide receiver had 550 yards. Noah Brown. And then it drops down to 400. Boy, our receiving group was... You can mad at me all you want. It was trash. But uh, Dalton Schultz... he, He probably is pissed, to be honest. His time to get the bag likely was last year. Eight touchdowns, almost 1,000 yards receiving. 70-something receptions. That was his time to shine. Comes back, gets dinged up. The offense gets nerfed. His his, his production gets nerfed. Now, he put up a 
had a couple touchdowns in the playoffs. Didn't do too well to end the playoff game, though, in, in uh, San Fran. But now he's got to go back out in the free agent market and try to get the bread. I wish him well. I hope he gets the bag somewhere. Uh, it just should not be here because I think you got two guys behind him uh, that are have the potential to be better and be more impactful in this offense uh, from an explosive standpoint and have a higher ceiling. And that's with all due respect to Dalton Schultz. Go get your bag. Just not here. Brumley. Dalton Schultz, I would give a C plus. Probably not fair. Uh, but I'll give him a C plus this year. Hurt guy. Didn't really develop a rapport with. Uh, it's not his fault he got hurt, but. Didn't develop a rapport with Cooper Rush when he was there. But when Dak came back, that, that did start to click in. And maybe I'm holding a little tiny bit of bias. I ain't like how he kind of went out like a chump uh, in the playoff game. But C plus, B minus. Probably more fair to say B minus, honestly. He didn't do anything to alter my opinion from last year. That's basically what I'm getting at. He is what he is. I'll give him a B, says James. C, says Joe. B. Minus is Captain B, Reggie. Iceberg Q, they absolutely do. I got one later. Uh, Kellen Moore already making. <laughs> he got $10 million on the tag. Hope he doesn't expect that in Frazier. <sighs> yeah, I, I I wouldn't pay dollars. But somebody probably will give him the, the back. They'll probably give him the back. Coach Marv, would you, or not not Coach Marv, but Magic City Marv, would you give Dalton Schultz the back? Hell no. <laughs> I already know it. Dalton Schultz was a... Uh, the conference has been locked. Uh, he was in the system, Kelly Moore's system, and it made all our receivers pitiful. And I'm going to tell y'all, me and you have been talking still, and you know what I'm saying. I put some money on it right now. I put a hundred dollars and put write this down still. I'm gonna pay a hundred dollars, and I guarantee you, one of the two of our receivers, Simi, Dennis, Brandon, Callaway, one of them gonna have six, seven, eight hundred yards. <laughs> I gotta laugh. Because remember last year, Marv, you said we was gonna yeah. have three one thousand receivers. Yeah, uh. but y'all. You know, y'all had to educate me, though. I forgot about that stupid wrong tree. Yeah. Now, still, it's like I'm playing for you. And, Marv, we running the West Coast offense. Do mm -hmm. this, do this. Okay, I ain't got to think no more. And I got to use my speed. And, so, so, Marv, let me, let, me, let, me, <laughs> let me give you a little bit of an out here. How about we, uh -huh. well, I mean, unless you want to go this far, how about we wait? to see who they bring in, right? Because they might draft a guy. They might sign a guy. Oh, they ain't going to draft a guy. So, yeah. so if that's the case, somebody like Simi or or Dennis Houston or Brandon Smith, probably two or all three of those dudes, might not be on this roster at all, and then boom, you you out you out $100. Like, yeah. Maybe I'm you should wait. We'll wait, but we'll see. Try to save yeah, you some okay, money, man. Way. Whatever new receiver comes with this West Coast offense, one of them going Y'all, we're going to be talking good. Okay. And, before, and we forgot about Jalen Torbert, too. Because you got to remember, they all yak receivers. They didn't get to use the yak. Yeah. He was all like, 
think and receive. Ooh, ooh, I'm off, I'm lining outside. I will oh, give you this, Mo. Oh. I will give you this. My my sleeper, whatever you want to call it, is Simi, man. I, I just I feel yeah, like Simi's has a chance to to be again trying to use my Packer recalls here. Uh, I'm a, I can't think of anybody, but I think that Simi has a chance to 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 be a guy that can elevate to wide receiver four or three and, and be kind of dependable. You know, you know who mine's gonna be, Jalen. Oh yeah, I mean Jalen. Jalen's got. Got talent as well, you know. J- Jalen and Simi to me are kind of on that same tier. We got look at that. What we say? We got look at that still. We got all that speed. We got guys on the bench that got speed. Then you got to remember, it's like it's like still. Mar used to be a knucklehead. Now you give me a second chance. That's Callaway. Now remember, Cleveland was never gonna get rid of Callaway, but he got in trouble, so they let him go. And he like man. And then in the camp, like I was telling one of my friends, uh, one of my frat bros, oh, yeah. he like, man, that dude Callaway is cold blooded when when he was in the camp. Mar. That's why they kept him. <laughs> Mar. Huh? Callaway? You you gonna put your money on Callaway? But I'm just saying, I'm just all the receivers. That's what he said. All the receivers we got have a chance to shine. We out of that stupid telling more offense. And all the San Diego receivers gonna be pissed. <laughs> I mean, when Denver, Denver gonna know they routes. That Denver defense gonna know they routes. <laughs> Herbert got Mar- twenty interceptions. Well, uh, listen, I'm gonna have to take you on that bet. You, you you bringing up Callaway now, but but look, you're right. Here's the, what what you're basically saying is what we've been saying, right? Like th- this West Coast system is 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 wide receiver friendly. For sure, it's just it's just a matter of the distribution of that. Um, it's usually keen on a couple guys, not five guys, not four guys. It's usually a couple guys, yeah. and then they work around that. But uh, yeah, I, I think somebody will emerge. One of those young guys will emerge, and hopefully they they do something around that. Um, and hopefully the other guy is healthy and not out there playing on a messed up knee and ankle. And uh, thank Michael Gallup. Yeah, and another. There's so many dangerous receivers in this draft. And, you know, my like I tell you, my favorite three halfbacks, the Tulane halfback, the TCU halfback, and that halfback from Texas A&M. Oh, my God. Check out the old Miss dude, too. Uh, I just I just checked him out the other day. I like him. Uh, it's Zach. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his last name, but he, he he's a smooth dude. He's smooth. But did you see that TCU? You see that Texas A&M halfback? Yeah, I watched. Um, who was it? Uh, Tuck. I watched Tuck uh, do a uh, study on him. Zach Evans, thank you, Professor. I like Zach Evans. He's, He's a world class sprinter, man. And you do you put him in that West Coast because you know uh, McCormick is so happy. He's gonna run three halfback system. So that's what I'm saying, Zeke. If you're listening, if you do not take a pay cut, Zeke, salute, salute, bye bye. Indeed, they're not brother. playing. They're going to get rid of you, brother. You Indeed. better take They got all of them on buying because the only person they really want to keep, and I hate to tell y'all, is probably the only guy they really want to keep is Tyron Smith. He's going to be a swing tackle. That's the all only right. one. We'll Zeke, Zeke, I'm sorry, my brother. You better take the – if you go in there with the attitude, Mark, Mark. like I ain't, hey, you get out of here. Learn Tyron. how to land it, brother. got to learn how to land it, Mark. Appreciate the call, good man. Yes, sir, brother. Have a good day. You too.
Every time I thought Mar about to land that thing, he said, oh. <laughs> Hydraulics, motherfucker. Hydraulics. Uh, hey, hey, casino, don't get mad, man. I locked the lines. I, I can't keep the lines open all day. I'll be here till noon. You got to keep this thing moving, dog. Now, what is you saying uh, in here so I can read what you're saying? Uh, anyway, my suggestion is draft Dugan and pair him with Hendershot. I like Ferguson's heart, but he's slow. Okay, I like Hendershot's speed, Dugan and Hendershot. So what do you Dugan and Hendershot? You mean like as the starters? What are you talking about? Draft Dugan and pair him with Hendershot as backups? Because, <laughs> you know, quarterback two and tight end two? What are we, what are we doing here? Um, yeah, that's the other thing too, but I mean, listen, if you want a four three tight end, I guess, but I mean, I've seen Ferguson outrun tight ends. I'm sorry, outrun linebackers. Eventually, yes. So you're saying, you know, at some point move on from Dak and Dugan is your guy and Paramount Henderson. I mean, in that case, I mean, I like other younger quarterbacks to develop. Sure, get, draft a quarterback. Hopefully he develops as a starter, whether it be for this team or another team. And you're saying pair him with Hendershot. I mean, look, they got two tight ends, Hendershot and Ferguson, use them both as starters the year after next. So 2024. Oh, it's a hell of a take. Los, what it is, what it do? Good morning, Scott, man. I hope you're having a great morning. Um, hey, I mean, the offseason begins now, right? And I, I'm all with you with Dalton Schultz getting the back elsewhere. And, you know, let's keep developing these two young tight ends. And we've seen what they can do with, you know, Yak, catch up, you know, the catch and run. Similar to the – I'm not calling them, you know, very similar to Travis Kelsey because Travis Kelsey is a whole different being. I am. But, you know, you are? Yep. I think yeah. Ferguson's a baby. I, 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 I'm, I'm telling you, bro. I think Ferguson got got he got everything. He got he's a five tool player at the position that I think could, could be one of those ones that people forget. Like, yo, this dude is putting up numbers. But but anyway, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, I that's what I'm saying. I'm 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 saying similar to Travis Kelsey, but I'm not calling him like a bona fide hey. Hall of Fame. Hey, you know, you know, yeah. Travis Kelsey personally said Jake Ferguson's a guy that he you know. Kind of reminds him of. So I'm just saying. Hey, all right. Hey, if if that's the case, man, I think that would do wonders for that. And I think you know if we can help him just adjust, you know, more after the yak and stuff like that, I think this offense can I mean, you know, I, keep I, on I, developing. Dak is going to do wonders for him. I think Ferguson is going to do that. Would do wonders for the offense because we we haven't had a tight end that can do those type of things in a very long time. So you know. No matter who the tight end is, I think he, he's going to be successful with Dak. But I think can that tight end help your offense then become even more successful? Exactly, Scott. And lastly, I know y'all were talking about Diggs, and I, I kind of want to chime in about it. And I think you have to keep a great corner like Diggs on your team because you have to help neutralize the Justin Jeffersons of the world, Mike Evans, like et cetera, and which he's has shown to do, you know. And I think the more you help the secondary is by adding more pressure to the quarterback and making that D-line, making those windows close a little bit more sooner than expected. 
And I will say if there's one corner who I think can take advantage of any 50-50 ball, it's going to be Diggs. So I don't, I'm don't. i totally against getting rid of Diggs for nothing. I, I say tr- let's tr- see what we can, you know, at least try to find a way we can keep them on this team. But you have to either you have to find, like, a great corner in this team. But I, I feel like you have to help him with over the top or with that D-line. And I'll just leave with your opinions on that, Sky. Yep. I appreciate you, Lowe's. I don't think you have to help Diggs over the top. I think it was the cornerback, too, you had to help over the top. Um, I, I mean, look, just Diggs continue to keep developing. I, I, I believe in Diggs continuing to develop as a pro. He's still, what, 24 or something crazy like that? He, his, he hasn't even hit his ceiling yet. Um, Will in the chat said, can he beat Goddard or Kittle? So Kittle and, 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 and Kelsey are the, it's like Patrick Mahomes, right? Pat and then everybody else, Kittle, Kelsey, and then you talk about everybody else. But Goddard, yep, I definitely think he could be Goddard. See, here's the thing. Those guys, not only are they skilled, or that that guy, somebody like Dallas Goddard, is he skilled, but he's featured. And that's what I said at the top of the show. Like, if they feature Jake Ferguson, Jake Ferguson can be one of those Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard types where everybody talks about Ertz, Kittle, and, and Kelsey for years, but then you'd be like, oh, snap. Mark Andrews is top five. Oh snap Dallas Goddard out here killing. I think he can do that. I think I think Ferguson can do that. And and I could end up being wrong because he said, well if that's the case, then we don't need to draft one high. Nope. I don't think we do. I don't think we do at all. That's why I said at the top of the show, I see a lot of people bringing up, you know, some of these high profile tight ends. And I'm like, listen, y'all, I just don't see the need to. I think Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot are your guys and you got them on rookie deals for the next three seasons. And then Sean McEwen is here for another year. So, you know, if I was looking at a tight end, I'm not looking at a tight end until day three. And I'm trying to find a way to feature Jake Ferguson because tight end is probably the biggest X factor in today's offenses. Too big for corners, too athletic for linebackers, and too big for safeties. That's why a J. Ron Curse is coveted because he can cover tight ends. But there's not a lot of them that can do that. But we never really took advantage of that. And when you saw the Cowboys do it with Peyton Hendershot, getting him out on the wheel route against a defense alignment or, 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 or a pass rusher or, or a linebacker, those, that's, that's valuable. I don't think we've ever did that. I think it was just kind of running the mill. Hey, you just do normal tight end things. I, I'm very curious to see if they use these two cats in mismatch roles. Five, six, nine. Then we got a special one at the end. Five, or I'm sorry, five, five, nine. What it is, what it do? How's it going, Sky? Love your show, man. Thanks, sir. Nice to listen to everyone now, man. Thank you. All right. Uh, so if I'm not mistaken, um, I think the Chiefs wanted Hendershot. Ooh, that'd have been nasty. When he went undrafted, and he chose Dallas over uh, Chiefs, because uh, you know Chiefs, they know they recognize talent, and <laughs> I think uh, Hendershot's going to be a star in this league, man. Um, I think he has the speed to be a kind of like a Debo Samuel kind of a uh, player, man. Like I honestly believe that. Who, who's um, that? Hendershot, he oh, just wow. has the speed, man. 
like him or uh, Simi Sioko as well. They they both got speed, man. They just you know. Yeah, I I think if awesome. I had to comp Simi to a Packer, because I I keep trying to recall Packers, I would say a a, a potential to be a faster Alan Lazard. Right, like a guy, Alan Lazard didn't really break out onto the scene until like his fourth year, third third year, well, really this year. But last year you saw him do some things. Simi, this will be Simi's third year. Uh, dealt with some depth things, but he's got skills. He's got size. He's got speed, um, and and he's I think he's got some good hands too. So I uh, and and he's got a big catch radius. I, I think he could maybe have an Alan Lazard type of. Uh, when I say type of breakout, I don't necessarily mean the production, but like in camp and preseason and then like, hey, we got to use this guy in the offense, you know. But but he was killing in camp last year. He he really was. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks, brother. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the Debo role for 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 Peyton, but I, I think I get what you're saying. I think you're trying to say he is versatile, right? Like he can do line up in the backfield, come out, run a route, got that handoff, that that. Uh, jet sweep, get downfield. He's developing as a blocker. Yeah, I think Peyton Hendershot has some potential to to be a, a, a really solid tight end too. And hell, maybe even potential to be tight end one. I won't go that far just yet, but because I think Ferguson's tight end one. All right, this next caller is brought to you by Boston Scientific. If you are one of 39 million men suffering from ED. Boston Scientific has created edcure.org to help you find your best cure. To get started, go to edcure.org, take the quiz, learn the severity or risk of ED. If you have a condition that puts you at a higher risk, you'll find customized content. The fastest way to find your best cure is to contact an ED specialist by browsing a list of experienced physicians in your area. So hit up edcure.org brought to you by Boston scientific you're listening to a to z sports do it live at some point hoping to broadcast in front of the millions shot the stargazer in the building of cowboys fans to bring you the real but for now strap up and here's your host skywalker steel i'm luke skywalker i'm here to rescue you we'll do it live y'all saying that's that's me before the BBL. <laughs> y'all got y'all can't miss shows over there on Vice Party Live, man. Hilarious yesterday. That's right, L. It ain't hard, but you can be. Let's get our next our next guest up in here. Somebody got it right, by the way. Somebody got it right. Miss Queen, welcome to the show. Good morning. How you doing, Cowboys Nation? Hi, Sky. How are you? Oh, I am so wonderful. Uh, as far as that ED cure, all they got to do is put my lips in a can. <laughs> It'll be all fixed for them. <laughs> what you got for us this morning? On the football note, um, I am so looking forward to this uh, upcoming season. The only thing I'm worried about is um, how Gary and those guys are going to treat our um, 
uh, players that are up for contracts and things of that nature. Yeah. That always, you know, like puts a damper in my mood about that because I know those assholes are gonna, um, you know, do their usual thing, yeah. talk bad about our players, yep. just so they can, you know, don't have to pay them so much money. They think. But yeah. um, other than that, I'm so looking forward to it. What you got to say, Scott? Yeah, they're going to try to turn the public's opinion on the player. That's that's their mo. Yeah. Yeah, I can't stand that. But other than that, please keep me posted on these guys that are coming up in the draft. And I appreciate all your hard work, and I love your show. Thank you, Sky. Thank you, Miss Queen. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, if you uh, want to be kept up on draft stuff later on, Miss Queen, and Cowboys Nation, Bomb Squad, uh, Vice and Body Live. I believe today is all 32 day, which means we will be talking about drafts. I think we're actually going to be reacting to a mock draft. So which is talking about the draft anyway. So tune in, tune in. Y'all just knew it was Queen when I said this next call is presented by Boston Scientific. You just knew it was Queen. I'm surprised she didn't throw a, a little shot at Kellen. That was a, I gave you the Ollie, Miss Queen. I gave you the Ollie right there. Appreciate you calling in as always, though. Good stuff today, Cowboys Nation. It was a caller yesterday who actually inspired me uh, to attack the tight ends today. I usually try to do hindsight, something else, hindsight. But I got fired up yesterday uh, talking tight ends, so I wanted to do it. I'm glad I did. This, this was a good discussion um, and, and, and really probably the most exciting position that we've discussed so far because every other position had major question marks right this one doesn't seem to have a lot to me it doesn't have a lot the only question they got to ask themselves is do we want to bring back Dalton Schultz in we know the answer to that get to some super chats on the way out uh Lemitra I meant to actually super chat talk about this when you dropped it you said uh can we snatch Calvin Ridley from the Jaguars in theory, sure, you can you can try to trade for him, but the Jaguars just traded for Calvin Ridley, which, man, see, it, it's stuff like that. It's stuff like that, that that I say, why can't we do that? Like, you see you're having an issue at the receiver position. Calvin Ridley is a young stud that they got for nothing that you can put on his team next year. So the Jaguars are not going to get rid of Calvin Ridley. They're, they're going to have Calvin Ridley... Uh, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Ingram. They're, they're putting, they putting, they putting guys around their queue, you know. But I would have loved to. to that have been such a savvy move, man, to say, "Are we going to trade for Calvin Ridley while he's suspended and, and for nothing, really?" And if it, you know, I think it was a conditional pick, and that pick, if it hits that condition, like I say all the time, that means that you got the best out of that player that year. So you actually won. Uh, Towboat tie. Super chat. Drop four, six, uh, t- five, and said Turpin utilized as a receiver and returner reminds me of Rocket Ishmael. Ooh, the Rocket. Uh, Rocket was actually used, though, as a receiver. That's kind of the tail end of uh, Troy Aikman's cowboy career. Turpin wasn't, right? Like, Turpin wasn't. And I think, yeah, that's it for today. I was about to read uh, Miss Ellis's from yesterday. So, yeah, man. The Rocket, he does some crosstalk stuff. I would love to sit down and have a conversation with him. Being here in Dallas, I, I might be able to make that work at some point in offseason. 
Offseason is about trying to get some of those interviews. All right, with that said, man, perfect timing. These offseason early shows are likely not going to be extremely long, uh, but once free agency gets here and obviously the, the draft coverage starts to kick up, these things will maybe extend a little bit longer. Uh, but we're about to hit a weird period where there's nothing. There's no combine until the end of the month, uh, beginning of March. And that week of the 27th, I will be out all week. I'm moving, which a lot of good things are happening here. Not only am I moving, but like I said a few weeks ago, we were in discussions to continue this growth here with A to Z Sports. And your boy's locked in for another extension. So y'all ain't getting rid of me. I'll be here for a, a number of years. So a lot will be happening that week. Taking a bit of a break. Just want to let y'all know that right now. Uh, and I'll be back the following week, though. March, was that third, fourth, something like that? Fifth, something like that? I'll be back and um, we'll be talking about the combine and all that and, and, and continuing to build, man. Continuing to build this thing and, and get in front of as many quality Cowboy fans. I always talk about quality Cowboys content. I might need to turn that into quality Cowboy fans. Because I like to discuss and have conversations with. And quality don't mean we got to agree. I, I, I have some of the f- most fun conversations with people I disagree with. But if you're here, I say it all the time. You're a diehard. And if you're here and you're active, you're engaging, or you, you know, you're going out and, 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 hell, you're telling me some things and I'm learning or you're learning some things, and you do, you're a quality fan. You're a quality fan. You're not one of those shock jock fans, one of those network fans. Um... And I respect you more. Thank you for the congratulations in the chat. Appreciate that a whole lot, man. I'm uh, I'm excited about the future moving forward. I really am. With that said, Cowboys Nation, let me make sure I ain't forget any more. Boom. One more. I know I saw some. Uh, just the dude drop one. Super chat said when you doing running backs, B. John Tate. Uh, usually those specific breakdowns this early in in the draft process are with Vach's show. I like to really dive into if you if you guys remember last year we have like the combine standouts right where we talk about we have uh, top five of the position. Uh, you say running back. That's usually post combine. Because now, now we got a nice little solid two to three weeks to discuss that. And then free agency hits. Right now we got to start talking about free agency. So it's the offseason just to do. We got to kind of slow roll these things. Because it's a long time until we get any Cowboys football. A long time. So uh, just be patient and we'll get to all of it. I got you. With that said, Cowboys Nation. Appreciate y'all for being here. I'm going to press this button. Y'all are fantastic. The calls. The the uh, super chats, the chat in general, man, y'all the best. Don't forget the 401k. Listen, man, it's it's crazy. One day, one day, I, I will discuss this whole scenario from PA to down here. It it, it wasn't it wasn't easy. It was Boston Scientific hard. I'm out. Love y'all. Peace.
Squad!